Hello, everyone. This is John. And Connie. And we're here on the Catholic for Rednecks podcast. Trying to do an episode for every Monday and then have some guests in. I did get some emails this week. And one of them, two of them were for you, actually, that they enjoyed your conversion, well, your reversion story. You don't want a Catholic leaves the church and comes back, they're called a revert, right? Right. And if a Protestant becomes Catholic, they're called what? I don't know. A convert. My gosh. (laughs) Are you the right person for this show? Do you know what Catholic is? Oh, Lord. Anyhow, um, and what do you call somebody that's born into the Catholic church? A cradle cat. Yes. Yay, I got it right. Like a baby in a cradle. And when we mean... (laughs) When we mean... What we mean by cradle is, you know, a baby. Like when our granddaughter Lila was born, then uh, we had her... Well, actually, her parents had her baptized at (laughs) St. Teresa Catholic Church. And that's the sacrament of baptism. And... Why do Catholics have their babies baptized, Connie? Do you know? I'm not answering <laughs> for fear of getting You want to take a wrong. wild stab at it? Is it to have a photo op? It's or? original sin. Right. We're all born <laughs> with Adam and Eve's sin. Adam's sin. Uh-huh. Original sin. And according to Scripture and early church writings, when a baby is born, they are born with original original sin. sin. And a lot of denominations and people want to overlook that and think you can just go straight to heaven full of sin. And they say they have all kinds of ways around it. But you know what Jesus told Nicodemus? What did he say in John chapter 3 when Nicodemus came to him? Get out of the tree. In the night. No. (laughs) Are you really that? I'm not. (laughs) You don't know what? John chapter 3, when Uh Jesus came, when Nicodemus came to Jesus in the middle of the night, he said, Master, what must I do to see heaven? And Jesus said, you must be born again. Born again. He said, how can someone... Be born again. Yeah, does he go back back through his mother's womb? No, he's talking about being born and then being baptized. Because you read the whole chapter, it's about baptism. That's how we get the new birth, is through baptism. And it's all over the New Testament, baptism, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So, got granddaughter baptized. That is a sacrament that God used to wipe away her original sin. And uh, so she's a cradle Catholic, and she goes to Mass and everything, and she don't understand a whole lot about it, does she? No, but she's kind of fascinated with some of the aspects of it. Yeah, like, do you remember the time she was fooling around with my rosary, and uh, we were we were there at Mass, and she was looking at Jesus on the crucifix, and all of a sudden she looked up at the big crucifix. And got it. And it was like a, uh-huh. Yeah. She got it. Yeah. You so. know what else is interesting about what's going on with um, Lila? She's three. And from day one, she's 
you know, been going to Mass with her dad nearly every Sunday, nearly every Sunday. And she has been picking up on things, and I've noticed her doing things like praying for her daddy, saying the blessing, praying for the dog, you know. Yeah. I see her doing things that are spiritual, and it is it just fascinates me that at such a young age they can hear something and pick up on our behavior and, like, kneel down with her daddy at Mass mm-hmm. and, like, she's praying. You know, she's got her eyes closed and everything. So I think it's real important. Well, you know, another thing is the way you're raised has a lot to do with your faith. It should be. It can be. Wasn't that what I was saying? Yeah. I'm <laughs> affirming what you're saying. Okay. I remember... Now, get this, I was born and raised in Eastlake, and uh, my mom was Southern Baptist, and she was also watched the uh, televangelists all the time, right? Yeah. And very, you know, read her Bible all the time. We went to church, 85th Street Baptist Church. But guess what we had hanging up in our house, in the living room? A picture uh, Jesus with um... a sacred heart mm-hmm. image. Well, we didn't know. I didn't know it. It was just a, it was an old fashioned painting that sort of had a a curve to the glass, which gave it almost a three D effect. And it was like Jesus with rosy cheeks, and he had a a heart, you know, a big old heart wearing a you know a necklace with crown of thorns around it, and crown of thorns in his hands and he was it's like anywhere you walked around that house you could see Jesus looking at you. I don't know if it was just my great grandmother that had the same picture or if my grandmother did too but I I mean all my life it was in somebody's house. Well here's the thing about it I did not know until 2014 when I started going to mass regular that it was a catholic icon sacred heart of jesus yeah and there's a a saying that goes with it that whoever hangs this image in their house that christ will always watch over their children and make sure that they're they come to him so even though we were southern baptists and the only things we knew about the catholic church were negative things but there's a sacred heart well let me ask you a question the other day I was talking with someone who's who is Protestant and he was he was asking me some questions and I could tell from the direction of the questions he there was a little bit of a misunderstanding on his part, but also I think that he was trying to prove to me that Catholicism is not accurate or not correct. Because mm-hmm. he was talking about the Apostles' Creed. He said, well, what is that Apostles' Creed that y'all saying? I said, well, Everybody knows the Apostles' I mean, a lot of different faiths actually say the Apostles' Creed, but the one thing that hung him up was one uh, Catholic and Apostolic Church. He said, why does it say Catholic? Mm-hmm. Why does it say one Catholic? Mm-hmm. So what does the word Catholic mean? Well, first of all, if you're on the Internet like me and post a lot of content, like I got, Catholic Rednecks, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, okay? Anytime you uh, say anything about the Apostles' Creed, 
Well, non-Catholics, they always want to ask about that. And they say, well, that word Catholic means the whole church, right? Mm -hmm. Not the Roman Catholic one that worships Mary and eats Jesus' flesh and bone. You know what I mean? Right. But you know what? When the Apostles' Creed was written, how many churches were around? Yeah. There was one church. Uh So when I went to the Presbyterian church for a couple of years, you know, we recited the Apostles' Creed out loud Uh every Sunday morning. And it always said, I believe in one holy Catholic church in the Apostles' Creed. And I remember that bugging the crap out of me. You know, I wanted to raise my hand and tell our pastor to please explain that, that it's not talking about those crazy Catholics that worship Mary, the cannibals, pagans, it's talking about the entire worldwide church. Well, that word does mean in the Greek worldwide or throughout or all over. But what I didn't understand at the time was there was only one church. And if you was to look up Britannica, you know, the encyclopedia, mm-hmm. and look up Catholicism, it will tell you that the name Catholic and the name Christian were interchangeable. They meant the same thing for centuries. Mm -hmm. So when someone says that to me, like the person you're talking about, if they say, well, that's not talking about the Catholic Church, I'd just say, well, you know, that was the only church around when they wrote that. Now, they don't know for sure if the actual 12 apostles wrote that, you know, like there's not a, like they tweeted it at a certain time. And it's a verified account, but and I, you know, but that that thing's been floating around the Apostles' Creed, and a lot of the early church people said the that the apostles came up with that, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, most of the Apostles' Creed is already in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think it's in First Corinthians, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But the word creed means to believe. That's like what it Nicene is. Like the Nicene Creed. Right. Later on, the church got together and defined. They went through the Apostles' Creed and broadened it and defined it, right? Right. So when we have Mass as a Catholic and when we pray the Rosary, we always recite the Apostles' Creed with our Rosary or after Mass, we recite the Nicene Creed, right? And the Apostles' Creed. So how did you explain it to him? Well, we were discussing, we were discussing a bunch of, you know, people like to jump from one thing to the next and not really focus and get one question resolved. So we were discussing, you know, that part of the Apostles' Creed and um, he said, well, what is it, what, I don't know, he said something like, why do you, why do you like going to the Catholic Church? And I said, well, for me, it's, it's the stability, the history, the traditions that go, I said, we, we know who from the very beginning, we can go back Pope by Pope by Pope to the very beginning when Jesus handed that responsibility off to Peter. And 
I said that's amazing to me because we've had one we've had one string of leadership all the way through and I said for me what's interesting is every mass that is said on a specific day across the world everybody's doing the same thing mm-hmm. we're all in one accord the whole entire Catholic faith is in one accord because it's been established to be the one church. It's not a bunch of different, a uh, bunch of different denominations with people who have their own interpretation of things. It's all been handed down to us, and you know, I just I find that very um, comforting to know that there's stability there and there's there's guidelines, there's oversight structure. Structure, yes. What did he say when you said that? Um, nothing. <laughs> he jumped to another topic. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a know-it-all. Yeah. But when you're debating, well, there's a difference between debating, defending, and explaining the Catholic faith, okay? And one thing I've noticed as a Catholic, and I've only been Catholic a few you know, what it'll be ten about ten years next year. If you know I that. didn't feel like this was a debate. Yeah. But there was a little undertone of um of um debate. Not no, it didn't <laughs> feel like debate. It just felt like there was a little bit of aggression. No, like trying to trip me up or mm-hmm. because I think that he wants he wants to feel like he's in the right place, but mm-hmm. he's obviously not real sure because either somebody's been telling him that I'm not in the right place and mm-hmm. he's concerned about that right. or he's concerned that he's not in the right place and he wants me to tell him why he's not in the right place. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, here's the way I look at it. The, <clears throat> the Bible tells us to be able to give an answer for our faith. Right. Right? Okay. Um, because I grew up not only was I, you know, I grew up Baptist and I became Pentecostal and I really never understood what Catholics really believed and I didn't know why they believed the things that they did. And all the information that I had gleaned about the Catholic Church was taken from anti-Catholic sources, right? Right. Well, that's what I told you. Yeah, I told you that it it doesn't make sense to me for, if you really want to know about the Catholic faith, then read the Catholic information, the books that just talk about the Catholic faith. Don't read someone else's interpretation of what Catholics believe because it's not going to be accurate. It's going to be, you know, slanted. Yeah, it's... um, That's not right. It's like, you know, if you... If I just don't understand why people think they're going to get correct information unless they're hoping that someone else's opinion will differ with what the Catholic faith really says. With me, I was going to go to a source of people I trusted. And at that time, the only people I trusted was these theologians and preachers I grew up hearing. Yeah. So I would believe what they said about the Catholic Church. But then you started reading books. Well, yeah. What I did is um, what you just said. I, I wanted to know what 
a Catholic believed, I didn't want to hear what someone said they believed, right? Mm -hmm. It's like this. Okay, liberal. We'll just talk talk about liberals, like people that are, you know, vote liberal politics. Maybe they're Democrat, liberal, whatever you want to call them. Well, to get a good understanding of why they think the way they do or believe or vote the way they do, the best way I could do that would be to talk to one, mm -hmm. right? And to ask them questions. Well, why do y'all believe in um, this or that? Why do you believe in gun control? Why do you believe in abortion? Why do you believe that, you know, tell me why you believe this stuff, right? Now, if I ask Sean Hannity <laughs> on Fox or ask, you know, somebody from a conservative, or, you know, if I ask Newt Gingrich, Gingrich, why? You know, I'll hear it from a slanted side, right? right? Not that they're wrong, but... So I went and got a catechism. Mm -hmm. And catechism is a Latin word that means teaching. And catechism is a big old book that tells you what the Catholic Church believes. And you know what it centers around? It's based on the catechism, the skeleton of it, the Apostles' Creed. Do you know that? No, I didn't know You that. go through the whole Apostles' Creed to get through about half of it. And I wouldn't really advise anybody <laughs> to read that catechism if you're just starting out because, man, you know, it's it's pretty technical stuff. Mm -hmm. And, the, you know, I'd have to read a page two and three times sometimes because these uh, men that put the catechism together, they weren't dummies. They thought of everything you could possibly ask about something in the Bible or the church. It's written out very precisely, right? But there's another catechism that was come out earlier than that called the Baltimore Catechism. And to me, it's a lot easier. I apologize for my voice being strained. Does it sound bad? Mm -mm. It, but, okay, so... If you want to know what Catholics believe, talk to a Catholic who knows their faith, and there's nothing wrong with asking the Catholic questions like that person did you. Mm -hmm. What I was trying to say is once they want to debate or argue, yeah. well, yeah, you know, but maybe sometimes, you know, Jesus debated with people. Mm -hmm. Paul did. And... Before you debate with someone that's on the attack, if they're being aggressive, if they're saying things that are not right, and you're in a position where you feel led to respond, then I'm going back to what you said, how he wanted to jump around. Mm -hmm. That is something that non-Catholics, that's their number one thing, is when you even get close to answering their question, with a fact or with the scripture that they've never considered, mm -hmm. they're 99% of the time they're going to jump to something else. And when I'm engaging with a non-Catholic, I don't let them do that. Like they ask me, oh, why do you go confess your sins to the priest? Where is that in the Bible? Where after I pop off two or three scriptures from the King James Bible, 
Oh, yeah. Then they're going to go to, well, how come you worship Mary? And then when I start telling them what the church teaches, that it's forbidden to worship Mary, then they'll say, well, you have idols and statues in the church. Yeah, and then I'll go to Exodus 25, 18, where God commanded Moses to make statues and angels and cherubims, and then you start quoting scriptures. Make them stay on that thing. We were even talking about, I was talking about how beautiful the cathedral was at Mass that particular day. And um, how it just struck me is that, you know, we've discussed this before, but the whole purpose of having these beautiful cathedrals is that they are all inspiring and they put you in the mindset of how, how majestic the Lord is. And it's just beautiful. And a lot of people that, when I grew up, you know, it was, oh, we don't need all of that. We don't need that now because we're beyond that. It's not about the outward appearance, but it's what's in the heart. But, you know, I, I was talking to him and I said, but, you know, boy, God sure did spend a lot of time talking about how the temple was to look. You know, how there are specific details and what the priests were supposed to wear. And they weren't shabby rags. They were, you know, garments with jewels and stuff on them. So... I don't know. Uh, I don't know why people get concepts and ideas like that that they feel like contradicts with holiness, and it yeah. and it doesn't contradict holiness. Well, what even they- even having a discussion with someone at times can you can be tempted to um, give in to yourself and like be angry and want to and want to really talk in a heated conversation with somebody about the way you believe but Mm -hmm. you do have to you have to speak with authority and know what you're talking about but you have to do it with the mindset of what am i genuinely trying to do here right i'm not trying to to fight with this person i'm trying to help them understand the truth so that they don't become enraged and walk off but that they really feel like you do love them and that you're trying to answer their questions you're right it's called being charitable and what is your motive for having this discussion are you doing it just to beat them to defeat them do you or, do it that way yeah i'm bad about it that's why <laughs> i'm just being on how do I, they say it transparent i think you interrogate me sometimes <laughs> well i'm just messing with i just mess with you because we're doing this on the podcast but you know there needs to be somebody like me I do. I believe there's. Because, I, I believe there's people who are definitely called to defend the faith, and I know we're all defenders of the faith when we're questioned. There are some people that seem very gifted with doing charitable acts, or I, I see there's places for everybody. You know, you and Brian really have a heart for going after helping people to understand okay. and bring them into the faith. You know, okay, let me which give everybody you, should. Let me give you an example. Do you know, remember that uh, blonde-haired lady that I invited to the cathedral on Facebook, and she showed up? Yeah. She was sitting on the other side of the aisle. Okay. Well, I saw, I don't know how I met her, but she was on Facebook, and she put up a post where she was celebrating her Catholic faith. Yeah. She did not say anything like, you Baptists are a bunch of squares. She didn't attack 
anything, anyone. All she did was post something celebrating her Catholic faith, uh-huh. right? Immediately, one of the people on her, one of her friends lashed out, you know, made a, an offensive remark. And you think I'm going to sit by and, and, and see, that's probably the best thing for me to do would have been not to say nothing. Well, I was going to say something <clears throat> that came to me a few minutes ago. You know, we were we were originally, you told me we were going to talk about suffering, and I was really excited about that. And it I started, is suffering. I, it is. And I started it's called being a white martyr. Where it says, um, when he said, take up your cross and follow after me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? What was the cross? What was significant about the cross? It was a place of torment and death and love and compassion because he had all of those things when he was nailed to the cross. It wasn't just the the darkest part of that, but it was also those other aspects of how he was feeling. He was he was thinking of the future for his mother. He was he was totally surrounded by all the emotions there. And I thought about that and thought, well, you know, we do that. It's hard to love people sometimes. That's well, let me ask you You know, this. nail that to the cross when you're trying to love somebody and you don't really want to love them. Or when you, um, you know, you, you don't feel like you're being treated fairly. He wasn't treated fairly. You know, nail that to the cross with Jesus, and that's part of your suffering that you're bearing. Okay, let me ask you this. There's a difference between someone attacking your Catholic faith with stupid assumptions, right? Or being hostile between that and a person that wants to know. Okay, let me give you an example from Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Nicodemus, did he start yelling at Jesus in public and slamming his faith? Mm-hmm. He came to him. Humbly. And he said, Master, you know, what What do I need to do to see the kingdom of heaven? Mm-hmm. He came to him wanting Jesus to explain something to him. What did Jesus do? Did he? He explained it to him. Right. Okay. In that setting, with Nicodemus had an attitude of wanting to learn truth, and Jesus, you know, gave him truth. If he would have come at him... Like, like the Pharisees the now. Sa- yes. If Here's he my point. Yeah. In public, the Pharisees and the Sadducees attacked Jesus' teaching. Mm-hmm. How did he respond he to those people? He turned on them pre- harshly. Okay, now look. <laughs> he harshly embarrassed them. Okay, so let me tell you something. I know these people on the podcast, they don't see my YouTube. But, you know, I'll I admit that I'm probably... You know, Father Mitch Pacqua on EWTN, mm-hmm. you know, he told me, John, you're, you're, uh, you're all elbows. And I'm thinking, you know, Catholics in the South, and that's where we're at. We're not in Boston. You know, we're not in the Catholic belt. We're in a place where most people are either against the Catholic Church or clueless about it, right? And... When I live my faith and share my faith and post my faith, I get attacked every single day. You go to Catholic Forensics, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Well, how does that make you feel? Well, listen, to I'm getting to a point. 
and I could post anything positive or neutral about the Catholic Church, and I'm going to take incoming rounds, okay? So what I do is 99% of the time, I don't even read the comments. That's what I love about the, the podcast. You know, there's not a comment section where they're just, you know, I don't mind the comment if someone actually watches a video, like I do a YouTube. And YouTubes are usually, what, about 12 minutes long or 19 at the most that I do. Well, if I get on there and do a YouTube video about why we pray to the saints, and I'm explaining the whole thing with scripture and everything, you think your average person that sees that title is going to watch the video? What are they going to do? They can't see you shaking your head. No. This, this is not a camera, baby. Yeah. Okay. No. no, they're not going to watch it. They're going to see my big ugly face on there, and they're going to see the title, Why Catholics Pray to Saints. And instead of watching a video where I give them chapter and verse from the King James Bible, they're going to go in the comments and start slamming the Catholic faith, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I got, a, I got a message on one of the things. It's hard to keep up where you, if anybody out there on the podcast wants to get in touch with me, you can go to Catholic for Rednecks Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, if you want to ask me a question, if you have a complaint, as someone complained that our background music was drowning out the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And so I removed it. <laughs> okay. But someone wrote me and said, um, I appreciate you for being the in-your-face kind of Catholic because... We take a beating all the time, and you're one of the few people that take the offense, right? Mm. And then I had another person that same day send me a private message on Instagram, and they chastised me for being uh, edgy and uh, on the uh, offense. And she said, don't you think that you could that you're going to scare people off and run them off and that your your attitude is going to be more hurtful. Don't you think you need to da-da-da? And you know what I wrote back? No. <laughs> I wrote no because the way I look at it is sometimes you need a certain tool in your toolbox for a situation. And I might be that tool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, sometimes you need a hammer, and sometimes you need something soft, okay? Yeah. Like, I've been begging you to help me with the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the big selling points of any podcast is a description describing your podcast. So, like, when you're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple... Podbean, you can look, and it tells you what it's about. Like a true crime podcast, it tells you what it's about. Well, I'm not any good at that, right? But you can write it for me because my the way I write stuff is unappealing. I'm not good at that. But you yeah, are. Everybody's gifted in right. certain ways, yeah. And, and somebody that goes and Googles Catholic for rednecks, and they see my logo of a hillbilly with a moonshine jug, no teeth, and a rosary. 
Do you think they're going on there thinking they're going to see a guy in a three-piece suit? No. With a degree? No. Speaking proper New England English? A Harvard grad? No. The King's English. What does it, what's <laughs> the name of the channel? Redneck. Catholic for rednecks. What's a redneck? Tell me again. Well, actually, it's a Catholic word. It in Northern England, you know, the north, the northern part of Ireland was loyal to the crown, and the crown, you know, separated from the Catholic Church. Remember King Henry, and so the uh, northern part of Ireland stayed in line with the crown, which became the Church of England, right? Well, the ones that stayed Catholic, which is most of Ireland and a bunch in, in England, they were called rednecks because red was the color of the cardinals and all. They yeah. called them rednecks. Do you know that? Yeah, you've told me before. But down here, it's just a hillbilly. White trash, redneck, you know. So the reason I started my YouTube channel was because I thought there should be somebody like me that was explaining the Catholic faith. You look like you're about to fall asleep. No, I'm you not. To, you want some here? I'll listen to you. Splash your face. You look, you're, you're nodding out on me. So you don't agree with me, though. I do. I do agree. I mean, if you go... What part are you saying I don't agree with? I don't know. Let me ask you this. <laughs> if you're being charged with a crime you did not commit, and you're going to court, and you got this prosecuting attorney that's meaner than hell, throwing all kinds of lies and bad evidence at you. How you want your defense attorney to be? I want him to be sharp. Sharp? Uh-huh. Well, you, well versed in the law, know what he's talking about. Do you want him to be aggressive back or just cower down there and, well, he's got a good point? I want a shark. <laughs> yeah, no, you, if you if you're innocent and you're trying to keep out of the death chamber, then yeah. you want a an aggressive defense, right? Right, and that's just you know, and, and like I'm not mean to everybody. I'm just saying that when you got somebody popping off that don't know when, like, okay, I'm in real estate, and one time we were in a real estate class, and it was a bunch of women, and then there was me. Right, and you know my friend Brenda. She's sitting there, and we're bored. And I pulled out my rosary, and I was just fooling around my rosary. And she said, "You're Catholic, John. Who's that comedian you like? The female comedian, Tennessee, that jokes about." Oh, uh, yeah, she's she, blonde. I can't think of her name. She talks right now. like her, and she's very funny. She said, "You're Catholic." And I said, "Yes, ma'am." And she said, oh, that's a rosary. And I said, yes. Well, the lady next to her said, yeah, Catholics worship Mary. You know, in that tone of voice. Right? Well, do we worship Mary? We honor her. Okay. She's the mother. Well, the Jesus. lady did not say, oh, pardon me, John. Right. Do y'all kind of worship Mary? Do she didn't ask a no. question. She made she, a statement of yeah. fact, like she knew it to be I true. had my little rosary out, and she opened her big mouth up and said, 
Y'all worship Mary. She was offensive. Okay. And, yeah. I mean, because what if I had pulled out something that was non-Catholic, like my little New Testament, which is Catholic. <laughs> you know what I mean? But something that don't look Catholic, like a New Testament. And what if the lady said, oh, that's just a book of lies. Right. You know, most Christians would say, would stand up for themselves if they knew how to. I'm, that's just what I'm saying. And, and I think everybody, there's different approaches, and I think that there's different ways of looking at the mountain. And sometimes God calls some people like you and Brian to have a really in-your-face kind of um, defense or, you know, where you're trying to help somebody learn about the faith. And then there's some people that are are just different in their approach. And I think it's everyone's got gifts and callings and feel very drawn to a certain way of expressing their faith and talking about the Lord. I, I think that You're right. everybody's got a way. Like I'm I I don't necessarily do like you and Brian. I respect how y'all are, but I don't necessarily have that same type of gift and calling that y'all do. I you're a different tool. Yeah, I think I have. Um, yeah, I just see. I just I seem to I mean, reach people in a different way. But when you're polishing hardwood floors, you use an axe. Well, I'm, I'm like, for instance, I'm a nurse. I'm a hospice nurse, mm -hmm. and so I've I've dealt with a lot of suffering, a whole lot of suffering in my career, and so I tend to come at things from a, a side of mercy and tenderness. Right. With people because that's the way I've, I, I've, you know, been called to be a nurse. That's mm -hmm. my vocation and that's the approach I take. Well, but you're not, but you're not. And Brian's not that way. And everybody else has gifts and a way to it. There's people that are musical and, you know, they're able to sing beautiful worship songs mm -hmm. and play the organ and instruments, you know, that are just make, make the, Cathedral just rang. It's just wonderful. But I'm not gifted like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if a fireman was trying to get into a locked up room to save a child, what kind of would he use a pastel brush? No. Or an axe? No, he would aggressively get in there and snatch the child from danger. Right. And if he was trying to uh, create a beautiful gift for his granddaughter, would he use an, you know, a chainsaw or would he use paintbrush you know mm -hmm. it's, it's what you're doing and I'm 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 not really trying to defend myself because I know I'm not attacking you I know but I don't I'm not a good debater because I get mad okay now when it comes to explaining the Catholic faith to people when they're being sincere and asking me questions mm -hmm. you're great I'm good Very good. I'm talking about People that just throw out stupid crap, you know, like like the other day, I, I put something up, and this dude gets on there and says, we follow the Bible, but you follow the Pope. Well, let me ask you something. Do you know any Catholics that follow the Pope? No. Every Catholic I know don't like them. Yeah. We don't have to follow the Pope, you know? And I wanted to say, you don't follow the Bible, you follow your pastor, you know, but I, didn't, I don't know what I said to him. But it's just an accusation like that, you know. 
it's ignorant stuff. And and when people throw a rock at me, I'm going to throw 15 rocks back. When you look at the all the different things that um, the Bible tells us we've got to be, you know, be uh, wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. Yeah, you know, to you've got to have a you got to have a thick skin sometimes to let those. Well, we were talking about the full armor of God. Remember mm-hmm. how you hold up the shield of faith mm-hmm. to quench the fiery darts. Right, it's a defensive. Yeah, it's it defense. is. And it's armor. Yeah, a shield. A helmet of salvation means you know you mm-hmm. want to have the knowledge and the breastplate uh-huh, of truth. But what do you have in your hand? A sword. And that sword wasn't like a, you know. So all the parts of the full armor of God have special meaning and significance for all of us to have. Mm -hmm. There's just some people, it seems, that are really, really uh, gifted at different methods of reaching out to people who who need to be snatched away from terrible danger, you know, the the fiery uh, eternal damnation. You know, mm-hmm. they need to be snatched away from that. And sometimes the only way you can do it is with the sword. And with the, well, you know, then there's intellects that if you hit them with the helmet of truth, you know, then you, uh, helmet of salvation, then you know that you are probably going to be able to get to them because they are, they're different in the way they understand. Let me ask you a question. You know the Bible pretty good, don't you? Well, I do, but I tell you, when you quiz me at this time of night, I'm not going to get it right. <laughs> that, that, that two bottles of Merlot you had. I did not have well, listen, anything to drink. Let me, let me ask you this. Give me an example where Jesus or Paul were verbally assaulted about their teachings, where they responded in a loving, sweet, compassionate dialogue. What did uh, Pontius Pilate say to Jesus when he was questioning him? He said, what is truth? But he also said, and yeah, he did. And he said, um, he was asking him, are you are you the Christ? Are you the mm-hmm. king of the Jews or whatever? And what did Jesus say? You just said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But guess what else he said? When Pilate said, don't you know I have the authority to save your life or put you to death? What did Jesus say? He was pretty strong. Jesus there. said, "You ain't got authority to do nothing unless, unless I, I lay my." I mean, yeah. Jesus. I mean, to me, he come back at people yeah. all the time, uh-huh. and he went above calling people sepulchers, whitewashed sepulchers. Yeah. Or uh, who said brood of vipers? Yeah. You know, and I don't know. Maybe he always told the truth in whatever situation he was in. There was no. No lies ever. He was always told the truth. Let me ask you this. Nick, yeah. You remember the woman, I think that she was Syrophoenician or Syrian, and she came to him wanting Jesus to heal her daughter. And what did Jesus say? No, I don't remember. You're going to have to tell me. Give me a... The yeah. disciple said, send this woman away. She's bothering us. And she kept saying, heal my daughter, heal my daughter. Uh-huh. And the disciples were saying, get her, Jesus, she's bothering us. What did Jesus say? He said, the bread is for who? Uh, the children. Yeah, this this is for the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, excluding her, yeah, he said, this is not for dogs. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. meaning Gentiles. Mm-hmm. This healing, what this message here is for the Jews, not for dogs. She said, even the dogs, dogs get, the get the crumbs from the master's table. table. Yeah. And Jesus marveled at her faith, at her faith and her persistence, mm-hmm. and gave her what she wanted. Not, but what did Jesus say? He went. He, he said something that, that people would be offensive. That will get mad as hell about. But she was humble. She was humble and genuine, and she didn't let that hurt her. She let right. it roll. She didn't off get offended. Back, she kept and she kept pursuing what she wanted from Jesus. Okay. My my whole point is, people say, John, you should be charitable. Well, is that saying Jesus was not charitable? No, he's really smart in the way he responded to people. You know? Did he answer questions with questions? Yeah. Anybody when they said, oh, what authority are you saying these things? Yeah. What did he say? He asked them about their authority. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he, anyhow, that's just the way I am. That's my personality. What? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's 45 minutes. We're going to wrap it up. And I'll... Um, I'm sorry that my background music was too long or too loud, and we'll see you next time.